0: Disrupt your regularly scheduled programming to bring you mind mental matters. Tune in
1: with Jean, Chloe, and Lydia for exploration of all things mental health in
2: partnership with Mental Health Film Festival Singapore. Join our weekly casual conversations here at Radio Pals, the sound of NUS.
0: Hi guys, welcome back to episode 7 of My Mental Matters. You're here with NUS Radio Pulse and I'm your host Lydia, together with Jean and Kai, to take you through like a series of topics and conversations about mental health on this show. So this week, we've, we have a very special guest with us and he's called Iman. So he's actually the director of this short film called Lifeline. And if you've been hearing our previous episodes, you'll know that we've been doing a series of interviews with film directors, as well as people who are working behind the scenes of the Mental Health Film Festival Singapore to find out a bit more about the proce- their process and what they aim to achieve with their art. So, um, hi Ayman, how are you?
3: Hello, I'm doing fine. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> We're honoured to have you. Um, tell us a bit more about yourself.
3: So, I'm Ayman, I'm currently a student in Temasi Polytechnic and Digital Film. Uh, I'm also the writer and director of Lifeline, which is why I'm here today right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would be worrying if you weren't.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Um. But yeah. So we've all actually watched uh Lifeline before this. It's a, it's um about like nine or ten minutes, and I felt like it had a really impactful message. But just for our audience, do you think you could tell us a bit more about your short film?
3: Sure. So uh, I'm gonna be talking about the whole thing now. Uh. So Lifeline is. A film that follows uh, Nia, a suicide hotline operator. Uh, so one day she receives a call from one of her frequent callers, uh, who is in a lot of distress, and um, she tells uh, Nia about how she's just been uh, abused again by her mother, and uh, she. Uh, so Nia tries her best to try to deescalate the situation and uh, try to calm her down, but ends up uh, failing to do so, and. Uh, the caller, whose name is May, uh, ends up taking her own life. So throughout the film, we we see how Nia is unable to cope with her grief, uh, we cope with her suicide bereavement. Um, so we find out that she takes up a lot of responsibility and a lot of burden for May's death because uh, she's also been put in a situation before as a as a uh, abuse victim herself when she was younger. So. <clears throat> Uh, we see we see her decline and spiral basically throughout the film uh, and, and we see how she's unable to cope with the grief and uh, we see all the signs of of somebody who's unable to cope well with grief mm. so throughout the film we see her uh, doing a lot of things to kind of um, uh, rationalize her position and kind of uh, express a guilt and some of the things that she does is like um, push away her friends uh, she says something she says some things to a co-worker and friend that she she does not mean in the moment uh, and she ends up saying a lot of her full things uh, so by the end of the film uh, the physical representation of the guilt which is uh, May's own uh, figures in her room uh, it kind of you know, it's too much for her to handle and she ends up taking her own life.
1: What yeah. what inspired you to like um pursue this idea and even like to um take part in the Young Film Festival um competition?
3: Okay, so actually uh what inspired me to have this idea is that uh you know, I'm sure most of you can relate that uh you know you can't really navigate through life right now without Seeing a lot of examples and a lot of uh, people you know close by who have like uh, these uh, issues, uh, mental issues yeah. such as like major depression, or they're going through a lot of um, uh, physical abuse at home, mental, physical global abuse at home. So we, I'm sure you guys also know a lot of people like that. So for me myself, uh, I know a lot of people that I did really like, really really care about who are going through a lot of these issues. So. I kind of wrote and uh, I kind of wrote this film as a, you know, as a kind of reminder to myself, you know, that uh, I shouldn't try to shoulder too much burden and responsibility for this, uh, for a lot of my friends that I care about, because uh, sometimes, you know, it's, it's you know it's only human nature to try to wanna help your friends as much as you can, right? I'm, I'm sure you guys will know, uh, but at the end of the day, it's it's better to remind yourself that you need to step back sometimes, you know, leave it to professionals a The best you can do is try to de-escalate and uh, point them towards therapy and professional health. Mm. So that's one of the heavy themes of the film that I, I, I really uh, am passionate about.
0: I think, like, it's very... I mean, it's really meaningful that it has such a such a heavy, like, significance for you personally. But throughout the film, we also see how, like, People in those professional positions, like that's like also one of the main messages, right? That people in um positions where they are meant to help actually do, it's unavoidable for them to shoulder like some of that burden, and it becomes like a very difficult thing for them to go through as well. Yeah. Yes.
3: So actually, uh, the the whole concept of the film with it being like uh um, hotline caller uh actually kind of. You know, ruffle some feathers around uh, my friends and like uh, some people around me because they 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 think that you know uh, I shouldn't try to uh, portray these uh, hotline operators as you know this. But uh, I try my best to make it very clear that um, you know Nia is not somebody who should be in this position. Nia is not any. Nia is not somebody who who is fit to have this job. She's not somebody who uh, who should have this much responsibility because she has so much unresolved trauma within herself. So uh, I, I try my best to to make sure that that is clear and known.
1: I really feel like you did you did a really great job though in like portraying that, because I could really, um, like everything that you explained um, about like how Nia is not, not supposed to be like putting that responsibility on herself, could really like
2: um see that during the film as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. We are all humans, and we are all like we can't all be vulnerable. And I think you show that like really well in the film. That um when after she got the call, and then she also reached out for professional help, like she went to a counselor, like like for her. And I just wonder um like because there's so many jobs. Like this, why did you pick suicidal hotline um professionals in Pacific and what do you think people um have some misconceptions about this field?
3: Hmm. Uh okay wait, so let me just uh, clarify a question because I couldn't hear quite well. Uh okay. is uh your question is why did I decide to go for the uh suicide hotline mm-hmm. angle right? Hmm. And the second question was, sorry.
2: Uh, what are some like, misconceptions that people have about them?
3: Ah, okay. So uh, why I decided to go for that is because I wanted to show a different perspective on handling grief. Uh, and also, I felt that was important for me uh, because I wanted to show that, you know, um, when you have uh, these issues yourself, you shouldn't be put into such a heavy, like, uh, job that has so much responsibility and burden. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's okay to take a step back from uh, from your job when you have these issues. And like, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, it might make things worse for yourself. And, you know, uh, when you have these um, recurring issues and unresolved trauma, sometimes it's better to take a step back Uh, get professional help before you, you know, go uh, to do these kind of jobs. So, that's one of the reasons why, and also uh, when it comes to portraying them, uh, I realised quite early on into the conceptualization of the film that, uh, you know, it's going to be quite a minefield to navigate. So, uh, what my team and myself did was that we arranged actually a call with uh, Samaritans of Singapore we actually got a very lengthy and insightful uh discussion with them uh and we found out a lot of uh things that we uh, like about uh these uh, operators that we actually put into the film so for example one of these things is that uh most of the operators themselves have uh professional help therapies uh therapists and uh, counselors themselves so we also put that in the film we wanted to show that she's also receiving uh, outside help you know uh it's kind of the the kind of ironic term that you know your therapists have therapists, you know, if not how are you going to handle you right? <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, that's one of the things that we wanted to show, and also uh, in the film uh you can see after the call Nia herself uh she goes to the washroom and I like, kind of washes her hands. So that's one of the things that uh we found out from the call is that it's actually a really uh. Important thing that they do before going back home is that they try to uh you know go to the washroom to wash up, wash up their hands. And you know, it's kind of symbolic for them It's as like leaving their negative feelings and thoughts at work so they don't come back home, uh, you know, with like burdened with so much responsibility and guilt. And you know, it's it's not an easy job, obviously. Uh, it's a lot, it's a lot to handle.
1: Yeah, I was I was actually like really wondering. Um, whether you consulted a professional because I'm, I'm actually studying psychology in uni and I'm taking a module called clinical psychology so like we learned about the intro towards like being a practitioner and all these little things that I saw in like your film it was like hey that's actually like really realistic did you like consult a professional about it and then like when you said that you actually had a call with SOS I was like okay yeah that makes a lot of sense because so I think the thing about like ther- therapists um, what people don't realize is that it's very difficult to, like, compartmentalize. So, like, Mm. when you're a therapist, it's hard for you to, like, differentiate, okay, this is my client's problem and this is my problem. And when when you're unable to, like, compartmentalize this, like, you sort of, like, end up like Nia, where, like, she finds it so difficult to, like, let go of it and to realize that it's really not her fault. And at the same time, also, like, therapists do need therapists because it's such, like, an emotionally taxing job. So I really, really want to commend you for, like, um really like portraying these small things that really really mattered in like reflecting how real and like what the reality of like mental health pr- practitioning is like.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Because because uh when we was writing the film I realized very early on, you know, I'm not a professional. I don't know anything about this. Uh so I felt it was very important that we had actual insight from professionals themselves. Uh and like obviously, you know, I don't know I I'm just uh like 20 year old guy right now i i have no experience in any of this so i just want to make sure i get get everything correct as much as i can
2: yeah you did a really really great job yeah yeah like i see it's so detailed that like the pill bottle she was taking it's called operazilum and i actually looked it up and it's like helps with a relief depression anxiety Mm Thank so you. did she got depression, anxiety from the call or like after her death, or is that her also she had childhood trauma?
3: So uh that's mostly up to your own interpretation, but uh I think writing it I, I kinda made it very quite clear that she had her own like you know unresolved trauma, and she, you know, had these feelings even before uh, working the job. So, uh, obviously, as a professional hotline operator, you want to make sure that you don't have, um, you know, these uh, uh, mental issues within yourself, and like uh, you have to resolve certain emotions and. Uh, within yourself first before you go into this. So Nia is certainly not one of this, these people. So she has no right to be in uh, working this kind of job.
2: Yeah, so I was wondering because um, I have a friend and she actually wants to become a psychologist because her personal like trauma um, in her childhood. And I think that's what motivates a lot of people because they want to they don't want other people to go through the same situations again.
3: Yeah, so uh, that's another thing that we found out through the um, call with Samaritan Singapore is that uh, most of their callers actually, most of their callers, uh, sorry, most of the operators themselves actually um, have suffered through these feelings in the past and they've also gone through um, uh, like physical, uh, physical verbal abuse and a lot of uh, situations like this. So they wanna make sure that, you know, uh, back when they felt that they had no one to listen to them. They want to make sure that they are there for other people to listen to. Uh, and they are there to listen to other people as well. So, uh, yeah, that's also another thing that we found out is that actually a lot of them are motivated by their own past and their own struggles. So that's what we found to be quite uh, inspiring. And that's why we, we decided to add that to Nia's character as well. We wanted her to have... Uh, these motivations from the past, but also, you know, it can be taken the wrong way in that she uh, pushes it too far and she, because of her past, kind of burdens too much responsibility. So for your friend who decides to go into psychology and uh, uh, and these things is that, uh, you know, obviously, I'm not a professional, and I'm sure she knows more than me, but, uh you know, it's good, uh, I just want to say that it's good that she has this for herself, Uh, you know, when you're more motivated to do your work, obviously you do a much better job. Uh, so it's good that she has that, but obviously also uh, it's easy to get caught in your own feelings and you feel uh, responsible for your own uh, patience and stuff like that. So you want to make sure that, you know, uh, just because of your own past, you are able to take a step back.
2: Thank you. I'll definitely let her know that. <laughs> it's you <into> our pocket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it sounds like it's very important
0: for... Like before stepping into these roles and even in our personal lives before um, having to be like that person for a friend, we have to make sure that our own issues are like, we have to make sure that we have an outlet for our own trauma and um, to to try and resolve our own issues first before we take on too much of their burden, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's but- why I feel so strongly about um you know, if you have these issues, uh, seek the help you need, you know, don't, don't go straight into your work, and try to bury yourself uh, in more responsibilities that might make us, make it worse for yourself, you know, take a step back, take all the time you need, and try to heal. Mm,
0: that's a really important message. But, um, yeah, like, I feel like grief as a topic isn't really um, often talked about in, especially in Singapore. So then, it's like, I feel like with this short film, right, you not only, like, touched on grief and loss and like the challenges around it. you like dive deep deep into the topic and like talked about how one person's uh, loss can lead to another person actually committing like self-harm and uh, eventually taking their own life as well I just yeah like what were the challenges of that you face put in putting grief in front of the camera like that and yeah, just like what was your process behind not just um, touching on grief, but just like jumping like straight into the deep end, you know?
3: Okay, so grief um, is something that, you know, uh, everyone has to go through uh, one day and, you know, be somebody that uh, you really love and care about. Uh, and also somebody who, you know, who might have lost their life uh, suddenly and very unexpectedly, it's very hard to navigate these feelings. So um, I made it a thing to make sure that I research uh, like possible signs of grief and like uh, things that people do to cope with grief and also uh, what it looks like for somebody to not be able to handle it healthily. So uh, throughout the film, we see stuff like uh, Nia from, doing obsessive compulsive uh, tendencies to kind of self soothe herself. Uh, like for example, um, picking at her nails until it bleeds, that kind of thing. And uh, and also when it gets to the extreme end of the spectrum, you know, she's pushing away her friends and like saying a lot of hurtful things. So it's one of those things that I want to make sure that, you know, when the audience is watching it, you kind of recognize these signs as somebody who's unable to handle their grief. Um, and also, grief is is a very touchy topic because um, when you lose somebody in such a fast and like very unexpected way, it's uh, like true suicide, uh, especially it, it conjures up uh, emotions within yourself because of your, maybe your past and stuff. So uh, through my research, I found out that there was this thing called um, suicide clusters that happened. So suicide clusters is something that uh, happens within a community or uh, like a group of friends even uh, when somebody loses their life of suicide you know it might conjure up feelings of guilt and depression uh, within another and then they might be motivated to take their own lives as well and then it, it spirals from there and more and more people and it becomes a whole cluster and so that's one thing that i felt um isn't actually really talked about a lot so through the film I, I wanted to show uh, this aspect of grief, uh, in that you know, uh, May, uh, sorry, Nia catches uh, the grief and she's unable to handle it, so she herself takes takes her own life. But then also at the very end, we see that the manifestation of grief and guilt that Nia used to have for May is uh, suddenly now uh, in Sean, her her worker So that's one thing that I I wanted to show how it spreads and how it you know passes on to the next person.
1: I, I didn't realize that until you said, like, as you were explaining, I was like, yeah, so true, so true, like, one person, like, faces the consequences, then it's like, the pain is passed on to someone else, and then you see, like, a cycle, like, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, so, it, it becomes a cycle in, within these people, and uh, we wanted to make sure that uh this is one of the things that we show and, and really highlight, because I felt that it's not really uh expressed and talked about enough.
0: Yeah. And I mean it definitely is a very heavy topic, right? Because um not only do we not talk about suicide enough, but we definitely don't talk about the impact that it leaves on people around um the person who takes their own life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And- it's
3: not easy to talk about, especially because you know, you don't wanna like you don't wanna guilt trip <laughs> these uh people that you know they they're handling to a lot themselves already. You don't wanna add add on to their guilt. So you know, uh, sometimes people when they have their friends or their family members who are feeling suicidal, uh, the wrong way they handle it is by like you know guilt tripping them, like oh I will be what will happen to me if you do this, and I feel like it's is the wrong way to do it. So uh, I just want to make sure that it is something that uh, is talked about but in a in a proper way.
0: Yeah, I feel like your short film, even though it's just nine minutes, there's so many messages for the audience to take away um yeah for yourself like what would you think is maybe the main um the main thing that you really want people to focus on
3: Mm, so uh what I want audience to mostly take away is that uh same for myself when I wrote the short film is, it's like I wrote it as a reminder for myself and also there's the main reason I wrote it in the first place is that I want to make sure that uh, as a bystander yourself, you don't shoulder too much responsibility for your friends, you know, you don't shoulder too much responsibility for your for your loved ones. Because it, these kind of things, when it comes to suicide, it can really uh, take heavy toll on you. And, and you know, you're going to conjure up so much feelings within yourself that it's very hard to navigate and hard to cope with. So as much as you can try to, uh, try to distance yourself and not shoulder too much, too much guilt, you know. So from this film, I wanted to show like the negative aspects and how, uh, you know, taking it too far can can what what it can do to you. And so the biggest uh, takeaway is that I just want to make sure that uh, audience can see that what will happen if you kind of uh kind of like shoulder too much responsibility for for your loved ones
2: i think that's such like important message because like in this world we usually think we we like tell people hey like take care of each other but i think it's so important to take care of yourself first and then you have the capability to help the the ones you
3: love right like, especially, you know, on planes, they tell you, put your own mask on first before you help the guy decide. So it's the same thing, right? So, yeah, exactly the same thing. I want to make sure that, you know, you when you're helping your friends, just make sure that you yourself are okay first. That's what's most important.
1: I'm, like, kind of curious about the script writing as well. So, like, was this your first idea, or did you have, like, um, other ideas, and, like, then only you decided on this one, and did you write the script yourself, or, like, did you have, like, help from, like, your other crew
2: members?
3: Okay, so... To be honest, the script started out like very different from what you see now. So the first draft of the script was actually, yeah, surprisingly a horror. So uh, the whole, uh, like, you know, the physical representation of uh, Nia's guilt, as you can see, Mae's figure, that was supposed to be a lot more scary and it was supposed to be a whole thing about how it's scares and it's like a lot of cheap tools and stuff. So, uh, you know, at the time, uh, so I wrote, I wrote it myself mostly, but uh, I'll be lying if I say I didn't get any help. So I had a mentor at the time who she told me, you know, she sent me down and told me, you have a very good message. You have an interesting uh, premise, but, you know, don't cheapen it with cheap scares and cheap thrills. You know, you only have nine minutes. Try to, uh, you know, focus on what really matters to you. So that night, uh, okay, sorry, not that night, because that night I was kind of salty about it. But the next night, <laughs> I I sat down and looked at my script properly and I thought, you know what, um, she's right. I want to focus on what really matters to me, more importantly. You know, I, I spent a lot of time thinking of how to scare the audience and, and, and uh, thrill the audience and you know, I realized I, I, don't, need that. I, I don't need any of that. I want to, what's most important to me is the message and the premise and the plot. Mm.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that definitely comes through. Like, I feel like the plot and the dialogue itself is definitely mm-hmm. what shines in this film. And yeah, I mean, hopefully the audience at the Mental Health Film Festival Singapore agrees with me. But...
3: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hope so too.
0: Yeah, but um, okay. So you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but just um, just a more personal question, right? Um, was working on the film are actually personally difficult for you, given that it's such a heavy topic?
3: So in the film, we actually had a lot of like, kind of striking and almost disturbing images. Like, you know, there are times you see physical self-harm scars, and that can be really triggering for uh, people who self-harm and stuff. So uh, it was hard for me to sit through the process of filmmaking because, you know, seeing, uh such disturbing images it was not easy for me I can only imagine what the audience is feeling uh in context with the rest of the film so yeah that was one of the harder, harder aspects for it and also another thing was the uh because I know somebody who I really care about who goes through physical abuse uh and you know when I was writing the film uh it kind of I guess I could say that I kind of use her bit as an inspiration. So when it comes down to the abuse victims like breaking down in their room and like just wanting to be in a safe space and like it's that the fact that it's very hard is in their own homes for it to be safe. And they are put in a situation where they are that they feel that there is no safe environment for them. Uh, you know, you you see that, and it's impossible to feel. It's impossible to not feel uh, a lot of sympathy for these people. And uh, when when I see my actors acting it out, I I can kind of see, you know, you see your own friends and the people you care about in these situations, and it's it's very hard to like kind of imagine that. Mm.
0: And yeah, I mean, I think on your part, it's definitely a very courageous thing to do to try to get this message out there even though it's difficult for you and it represents like real um real happenings that are actually yeah in your own and in your friends' lives. Yeah. But yeah just commending you on that. I think that was really courageous.
3: Thank you.
0: Um yeah uh, we'll be wrapping up soon. So um maybe you can tell us a little bit about What you're looking forward to most for this year's mental health film festival Singapore or maybe like what are your plans for your short film
3: all right so this is the first year that I've uh, participated in the this film festival Uh, so I have no idea what to expect but I do know that you know there are other great entries uh, other great short films and I'm really excited to hear and see what uh, insights other uh, talented filmmakers have so apart from like uh, seeing great film, filmmaking techniques or, on a on a on a filmmaking level uh, I'm also really excited to see what other people have to say what other unique uh, viewpoints uh, other people have and that's what that's what I'm really most excited for. Mm.
1: Is this like your first time making a short film, or like have you done like other types of films before in the past?
3: I've uh I've uh, helped in a lot of other short films before, uh in my in minor roles. But this is the first uh, film that I've written and directed myself.
1: It must be extra meaningful then.
3: <laughs> extra meaningful and extra stressful. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: But I mean, like now you have your final product and yeah, we think it's the, it's a really, it's really good cool. film.
2: yeah.
3: Thank so, you very yeah.
2: much. <laughs> uh, is it director? Like if it's the topic is not on grief, where are some future topics you would like to work on?
3: Hmm. So I've done other products uh projects after that because this project was actually quite um a while back. Uh, but after that, uh I've done, I've written another script that is basically uh, drama as well, but more of a thriller, more entertaining. So, you know, there's only uh, so many films about grief that you can write before you lose your own sanity. So, (laughs) you know, I try try to make my next films a bit more entertaining, uh, make it, uh, you know, thrilling for the audience. And uh, my next film in the works right now, uh, it's a drama and thrilling film, so, you know, yeah. more exciting. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: uh, we'll look forward to that. Um, yeah, but I think, like, now that you're participating in the Mental Health Film Festival Singapore, right, I think people will definitely keep a look up for you, especially once they've seen your short film. Um, but yeah it was really great speaking to you today and
3: thank you I had a lot of fun today as well
0: <laughs> we're glad we're glad and yeah I mean like personally I felt like this was a very it was a hard topic to talk about but I think it um it was very meaningful and I think it sent a lot of like important messages and yeah I would definitely encourage everyone to you know, attend the film festival from 4 to 13 November at Kalang Leisure Park, where you can catch uh, Aiwan's short film Lifeline um, and, yeah, possibly see him win in the, <laughs> in the, in the film competition. Yeah. Crossing my fingers. All the <laughs> best.
3: <laughs> Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, but uh, we've come to the end of the episode and want uh, do you have any anything else to say to the audience? Before we end thoughts? off? Yeah.
3: First of all, I want to say thank you guys for giving me the platform to, you know, voice, uh, voice out what I want to say. I'm not professional, I'm just somebody with a slightly louder voice than usual. <laughs> so thank you guys for letting me express myself. Uh, and also to anyone watching, if you have friends and family and people you care about in these situations, and even maybe yourself, try to get help, you know, professional help, because... Uh, shouldering the burden to help, you know, it's human nature to want to help your friends and help your family, but most importantly, uh, you need to realize that it's not entirely up to you. And sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes you can't do anything to help, and that's okay. You know, if you if you need to take a step back for yourself, do it. Just make sure you have the resources available for your friends and for yourself
0: yeah yeah and that's our takeaway for this week's episode thank you so much for listening to episode seven of my mental matters we hope you enjoyed this interview with uh ironman and yeah obviously thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate you coming on to share your message and yeah like teach us a bit about mental health and about grief and loss yeah
3: thank you very much
0: as usual, you'll be able to catch us on Spotify um, at NUS Radio Pulse and on Instagram at, at Radio Pulse. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>